1: Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dumb Dumbs and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com people slash Dumb Dice. That's D-U-M-B D-U-M-B D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com people slash Dumb Dumb Dice. Get your merch merchandise today. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live-play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, Observer of Time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Elizabeth as the Orc Countant Eta and Princess Gwendolyn, Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano, alongside our Dungeon Master, the incredible Time. McGee. So, get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown!
2: Gwendolyn, you uh, are trapped yet again, although this time it's a luxury trap. Um, Eh. but, uh, you are in this well-appointed, um, guest room that is guest suite. Uh, it has a bedroom, uh, it has like a clawfoot tub that is of literally no use to you now because your armor, (laughs) um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's very comfortable. Um, but it is, it is indeed another, uh, form of cage. Um, you hear a bit of a commotion in the hallway. What do you do?
3: Commotion in the hallway. Well, I can. I, I want to press myself against the door, see if I can hear anything. Sure.
2: Uh, go ahead and roll me perception, please.
3: All right. I'm guessing this doesn't have anything to do with Baleen Court. <laughs>
2: uh, I will actually give you advantage on this. Yes.
3: Oh, cool.
2: It's a Baleen door.
3: <laughs> uh, it's a 13.
2: I know. I got a Baleen. It's a Dordal. Um, oh, my God. Dordal, also good. <laughs>
3: I <got a> baleen. <laughs> Thank you,
2: Tyler. Yes. Um, all right. So, um, Gwendolyn, uh, you hear a bit of a commotion in the hallway uh, as uh, you hear um, guards uh, dragging Eta past, <gasps> uh, taking her uh, to join her friends in jail, <laughs> um, having uh, pissed off the uh, ambassador uh, enough to realize that uh, she really does not represent the Empire of Numbers. Or if she does, it's some kind of cruel prank. Um, as Ida, Laura, what, what are you, uh, pontificating on as you get dragged by?
3: Um, I think I'm probably saying aloud to the guards. I, I, I don't think I'm fighting yeah. physically. It's, it's no. just like, um, I do not understand. I speak a truth and I get treated this way. Do, should I lie? Should I just start lying to you? Is that what you people want here? This is very confusing. I do not understand.
2: Honestly. Yes. And then you, you hear more scuffling as they, they continue to to drag uh, Ita past. Gwendolyn, um, you've only recently met Ida. Uh, and I'm curious, would this surprise you? Does this seem like the, the natural outcome? Where, where are you at with this?
3: Um, do you know what? I don't think... It's not something I'm thinking of because I know Ida very well, but because the people, everyone we've met here seems to be like pretty quick to act and already made up their mind about us that it's kind of not surprising that, Oh, Oh, the last of us is going to jail. Yeah. Okay.
2: Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> amazing. Um, okay. So um, with her gone, uh, you are yet again, kind of left, uh, left your own devices um, what, uh, what do you think you'd be doing, um, while you kind of wait, uh, to hear further news? Um, it's, the good news is you're back in your body. So as being trapped yeah, goes, nice. it's, it's nicer than before with the demons and such, but, um, you also can't really make use of much in this room because you are a haunted suit of armor. <laughs> so um, yeah. what do you think you're doing?
3: Um, Is there like a sharp object anywhere? Like, I'm thinking like an awl or like a letter opener, even like a stone.
2: Um, This is, uh, despite being well appointed, like as you open the drawers and things, like there's no cutlery, like they're aware that this is where royal hostages are kept. So um, you need to be comfortable, but also not able to hurt yourself because that could also be a problem.
3: Okay. Well then, I think I'm basically going to take like an edge, like a point from my gauntlet, and start basically carving a rune like into my breastplate.
2: What are you going to
1: carve?
3: Um, I'm going to carve. Um, koi so it, it fish, basically
1: koi fish. Koi <laughs> fish.
3: <laughs> so it looks like a crossed like miners pick- pickaxes mm-hmm. that are like crossed in like a circle, but their heads are pointing in the same direction.
2: Okay. I assume this is a level up. Uh, it, is. Mm. it
3: is. It is. It is. Well, I'm you carving you, you, a major rune into myself.
0: <laughs> amazing. Well, you you can you can say. Well, that. in this case, it's a minor rune. Am I right? Oh, oh. boy. Um, that was quite good. Yikes.
3: Yeah, I think this is something that like Gwendolyn's like she's had that experience in Rec. I think being back in her body, she knows herself like even better. She's even more like like fits into it it Mm -hmm. feels like home more than it did the first time she got put into her armor um like
2: this time you fought to get back in the first time you just ended up in there
3: so now she's just a bit quicker and maybe she'll be able to strike twice on Mm -hmm. an attack i I don't
4: know who's to say who's Who's to to say? say
3: i mean flurry attack twice yeah attack twice when you attack yeah
0: I mean, oh, so you're, says, you're, you you're to say, to. yeah. Great. You would have uh, to I'm follow to the rules and attack. The twice. rules sheet are to say. It. <laughs> look to the sheet. I may just be a small <laughs> town country lawyer, but
2: <laughs> I know a few things about flurry of attacks. Um, yeah, um, I think it's also safe to say that having um, sort of studied the emoleum in Sprongbrek that you would be more aware of how you could alter the armor to, to better mm-hmm. suit your needs. Um, cool, I love that. Okay, so you spent some time uh, carving the rune. Um, and then uh, eventually um, your your steward uh, block shows up again and um, says, uh, hello again, uh, your highness. I figured I should come and give you some updates about uh, your stay here in Bleen. In uh, once again, we're honored to have you. Um, we are currently in the process of, of trying to open a line of communication to the king of uh, Orvel so that uh, we may... Uh, arrange terms for the safe return of, of uh, presidential Umos and First Blade Kel, if indeed they live, as we suspect they do. Um, unfortunately, our previous attempts to contact the king were met with some hostility and uh, no small amount of, well, rather sharp words. So we're hoping that uh, they will see reason, knowing that uh, we have one of theirs, as they have two of ours.
3: Well, now, see, the thing is that, like, uh, I'm pretty sure he's dead.
2: King Mikos?
3: Oh, that king. Right. So he is working with these, like, shitty guys that, like, killed everyone in Orvel.
2: Yes, that's what kings do.
3: Yeah, but, like, it's, like, ruining everything.
2: Be that as it may, he is the king of Orville and he has our presidentia. You must understand where we are Are in this whole thing, unless you have another way to get the president back. And he looks at you like legitimately kind of hopefully.
3: Well, I mean, like, we're, that's like li- literally, literally what me and my companions are doing is like break the curse. That's like affecting you all. And like, kick all those stupid assholes out of Orville who took over and are being really mean to you guys. That's literally what we were doing when you took us prisoner.
2: I find that somewhat hard to believe, given Why? that- Why? Marker Deathcap himself is the one who cursed us.
3: Well, that's news to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we cut to the- uh the prison where um your flashy new lawyer uh murdoch Truegood, and her seeing eye frog dennis are uh, uh excitedly uh, giving you the rundown on your options so um uh, murdoch has just arrived uh, she's made her grand entrance and she has promised to try and unfuck your situation uh it's time to get legal baby um duncan how do you
0: respond All right. Well, you're not old and confused. So this seems pretty good to me. Uh, On the scale of evidence, Maka will tell you whatever you need in terms of the actual truth. I can perform as a character witness if you're somewhat racist society will respect the opinion of humans. And uh, we have an orc from the Empire of Numbers who has a large amount of paperwork about an ongoing conspiracy that Maka helped disrupt. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Listen, none of that's going to help you, but I I like it.
2: I like where your head's at. Let's keep it in mind. You were closer earlier, I think with just kind of nudging things in the right direction, right? You're, you're good with that. You seem like a a guy with somewhat flexible morals, huh? Uh, Let's just continue the conversation and see how flexible I need to be. Yeah. Great. Great. Love it. Love it. Look, we, we respect the the process here. You know, we respect the rule of law. I mean, uh, uh, Maka, uh, death cap, baby, you get it. You get it. You, you, you're from here. Um, uh, listen, Uh, it's good that, you know, you've been out there doing good works. That's totally fine. Uh, They want to execute you.
0: I was just going to say this is worth flagging, uh, uh, Miss TrueGood. Maca has a problem with secrets and not saying things that he knows to be true. So if there's anything that you want to have happen in a theoretical sense that you don't want to be blatantly spoken aloud in court or in front of whatever your equivalent of media is, I wouldn't talk about that with Maka. That might be a discussion you and I can have in your office or on the street or literally anywhere else. Um, And um, she kind of tilts her head to the
2: side and uh, just says, uh, uh, again, kind of speaking directly forward, like she isn't shifting uh, focus to either of you because she doesn't need to. Um, uh, She just kind of says, okay, uh, Maka, okay, all right. It sounds like your friend is speaking some truths here. Uh, What do you think your odds are of
4: winning this case right now? Well, it seems to me that by adhering to the laws of Bleen, it's much less inconvenient for my friends and companions. I was worried they would be placed in here with me, but if it is just me, then it doesn't really matter what they decide. I don't know why I haven't just turned into a frog and hopped through the bars or dissolved into mist and flown out into the city. These are options that are available to me. I just thought playing along would make it easier on those who cannot. And I gesture to Duncan. Uh, I, I continue just saying like, But if he is free to go, and if Eta and Gwendolyn are merely guests here...
0: No, Gwendolyn is a prisoner. Gwendolyn can't leave. She's a hostage.
4: Hmm. Then perhaps the focus should be on getting her out. It does not matter to me how this city perceives me.
0: No, but remember, you're trying to save all of these people, right? Like, we've got the Sin Kai trying to destroy the world of the cycle. And the Tortles, I don't know if you've noticed, are incredibly A, strong, and B, connected. If they'll help us defeat the Sin Kai, you can help them solve the cycle. Everyone wins. Otherwise, you, me, Orvel, and anyone who allies with us has become an enemy of the Tortles. We're, we're trying to kind of bring teams together instead of forcing them apart. I, uh, also, I feel like I should
2: mention the anti-magic uh, deterrents around this place are pretty intense. So if you're going to do the missed thing, like at least uh, pay your lawyer first, uh, maybe add them to your will if you're feeling generous, because, mm. <laughs> yeah, no one's no one's getting out that way. But sorry, sorry, you're, you're, you you're guys are doing a thing. Dennis, don't be rude and interrupt anymore. I I d- Dennis just like ribbits and kind of
4: angrily squishes down. I do not own things or have any money for you. Well, that's a bummer, Murdoch. Uh, but to the point of the powerful uh, consortium of Bleen, in our travels, Duncan, I have been the first tortle that other societies have seen for some time. The tortle Civilization of Bleen has not been keeping their appointments. The root folk expected shipments of the Sundara when we arrived. The... Sorry, I wrote this down. (laughs) I was thinking, (laughs) I've been thinking thinking things, folks. Uh, Right, Sprongbrek. And... And the retinue due for Sprongbrek was so late that we had resolved everything before the real Ginkgo arrived. It seems to me that this sickness is greatly affected the Consortium of Bleen. I am much more interested in addressing that. I do not think they are powerful or as dangerous as they once were. So should I don't really
0: know where you're heading with this, I'll be honest. So um, you, can, you can tell
2: that uh, Murdoch is a bit uncomfortable with this, this line of, of reasoning. Um, again, her, her general kind of overly slick uh, demeanor is somewhat affected by, uh, by this, as, as especially trying to hide it. Um, she is also sniffling. Like it, it, it's hard to keep a poker face when you're kind of a slobbery mess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's both easier because you're a slobbery mess, so you can just kind of write it off. But anything you would normally attempt to do is not is not great. Um, Duncan, you want to roll me an insight check, please? And Maka, you can go ahead with a persuasion. Or actually, sorry, Ryan, you could do persuasion if you want as well. That would be bad. Wait, am I? Right. What am I trying to do with this, Tom? This is. Um, uh, you're trying to pick up on like. Maka has basically just straight up come out and said that uh, the consortium of Bleen is on the rocks. Like it, it is no longer. Uh, and it, it, based on the evidence you've seen so far. Yeah. I mean, that, I agree like, with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that the, the sickness is perhaps uh, and, and Maka's kind of like uh hierarchy of concerns, higher than getting them as allies in the uh, Alliance of Equals. It's like, got to solve this shit first uh, because they are, right in their current state, not helpful. Also, of course, it ties into his cluster and his cycle and everything else. But um, for you, I think, Ryan, it's like, everything he's just said, it sounds roughly true. You actually have a different turtle in here who has institutional knowledge of what's been going on in Bleen, who really has no reason to tell you any of that, but is seemingly like you can observe some
0: cracks in her facade. Okay, yeah, if he's going to try to do it, yeah, because I think the challenge where I was getting lost was Duncan's like, yeah, all of that's true, but we could, if they're allies, it's easier to fix than if they're hunting us as criminals. And he's like, wait, so I've got a question for you, uh, you know, Mistress Tortle, Esquire. And he just like flips (laughs) his hat up a little more rakishly and undoes two buttons on his shirt. And he's just like, I feel like you might actually know what's going on and what's the right thing for us to pay attention to. And then he realizes that what he did was entirely visual and will not affect hmm. a blind lawyer in any way, shape, or form. And he just drops his voice a little bit more and leans in because he knows that he's he smells generally good on most days. And I will use this watching point to give myself advantage on this persuasion check. Great. Yeah. Um, and uh, because you took the extra steps to actually uh,
2: appeal to her in a way that would be appealing to her, um, she kind of goes, oh, well, I mean, I, I heard the buttons, but I mean, come on, bud, I don't give a shit. But this the smell is good it is much better than <laughs> what i've been smelling oh hang on <laughs> and she just like horks out some some turtle goo um and says i would uh, like to inspect the turtle goo you know fair enough in when it's my turn uh but then she looks back uh like turns her head back uh, in your general direction also kind of like rakishly um you know would flip her hair if she had hair um so instead it's just kind of like a turtle like flopping their head back and forth um, and, uh, she says, uh, well, I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, you want to know what's what, um, did you roll right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So in the spirit of the role, reflecting how I played it, uh, the first die was a nat one when I just tried yeah, to maybe. make myself look more <laughs> handsome, but then it's in 19. Great. Yeah. Very I good. actually made the right moves.
2: Yeah. Honestly, man, accessibility. It'll get you there every time. Um, yeah. So, um, she says, uh, well, look, uh, I, you know, I hate to speak ill of the, uh, the consortium, but, um, yeah, things aren't great here. The, uh, the curse that, uh, your buddy over here, uh, said to have unleashed on us has done quite a number on, on our operations, not to mention that, uh, all the field shipments have got some of our, uh, longtime partners really, uh a little bit cheesed, as it were. Uh, Quite frankly, things are kind of falling apart around here, and that's part of the reason they're so eager to uh, put your your pal here up on the chopping block. Uh, Someone's gotta be blamed when everything goes wrong, and it sure as hell can't be the people in charge, so very easy to
0: blame the weird hermit who lived in the woods. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and I'm releasing my report on the Valentine Heresy. It's an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. Join Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and Laura Elizabeth and Tyler Hewitt as hive-bred siblings Lyric and Alto, as this unlikely trio try to save the Emperor from a cabal of mysterious enemies in a series created by games master Tom McGee. Can these unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? Find out in the first episode of Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, available now.
2: And besides, I mean, when your gravekeeper goes missing with the president and suddenly the bodies don't rot anymore, like that's a pretty, that's a pretty easy uh, thing to finger someone on, you know? So yeah, um, you're both right and you're both wrong. And what I'm saying is if you want to have any wiggle room here, any wiggle room at all, you got to clear, you got to clear Mr. Maka's name, you know? Otherwise it's just going to be real bad. Whether you want to save us. Or damn us, or you know whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't really care. But if you want to do any of that, you got to clear your name. It's as simple as that. Also, if you have any hope in hell of of helping your friend, uh, I saw what they did to the last emissary. They uh, they sent some follow up, uh, some scouts, and uh, try to send some messengers to uh, track down Orvel. The box that they brought him back in was, uh, yeah, I. The smell alone was enough to indicate how uh, how rough it was uh, in there. So.
0: All right. So I'll be the body that can move about in the world. Uh, I'll be able to do things to help those who are innocent or good. And we have that uh, list of paperwork with Eta, where if we can determine who is corrupt or evil, and we can make bad things happen to them. Yeah. Well, uh, on
2: that note, look, um, I've got some good news and some bad news for you. And it sounds like you're dealing with a lot. So I'll leave it up to you how you want to approach this. but Bad news first. Great. Uh The jury is pretty skewed, Um, but uh, the good news is uh, there's some wiggle room. Uh, If you know a a master wiggler, and from the timber of your voice, I got to assume you consider yourself as such. uh, No one who wears a cologne like that could possibly be anything but a a charming silver-tongued devil.
4: Um, The jury's in deadlock. He's not wearing any cologne. That that's just, just him? What he smells like.
2: Oh, humans are fascinating. <laughs> um, she says, uh, all right, so here's, here's what I've been able to figure out, uh, you know, through some uh, careful uh, political maneuvering, I was able to stack the jury with some uh, sympathetic folks who, uh, Maka, you, uh, you've helped in some way, shape, or form over the years. Uh, performing funeral rites, uh, you know, providing with uh, medicinals. Um, hell, I remember uh, I was having terrible migraines, and e- even I got a, a, a tincture from you at one point. Um, helped out tremendously. I mean, it's been it's been getting worse lately, but I, I understand that's kind of true everywhere. Uh, so look, like I get it. It's kind of why I volunteered for this. Uh, plus, it's a really high profile case, and you know, if I win, uh, I'm awesome, and I'll get hired more, which. For me and Dennis would be a good, good hit. Isn't that right, Dennis? Um, And she just kind of like taps Dennis and Dennis Dennis is like, and she's like, yeah, yeah, he gets it. Okay. So um, the jury's locked four and four, Um, but uh, the good news is there are three remaining undecideds uh, that you can push. Now, I know you only really need two, but their lawyer is going to be doing the same thing. So you gotta be real careful how you approach this. And if you can get all three, then you're you're locked in. If you can only get two, the odds are pretty solid, but could could still uh, go badly. If you only get one, then you're gonna have to try the missed thing. But honestly, last person who tried to break out of here ended up hecka dead. So really give that a think before you try it. Yeah.
0: Um <clears throat> Maka? not the worst thing to happen to Maka, you know. <laughs> Just die. All right. Yep. Fair <laughs> it's enough. gonna happen
2: sometime. <laughs> um says uh so she she goes on to say um the uh we've got three swing votes um that you can uh let's say again entirely legally manipulate and push and just nudge in the right direction uh there's uh wadj divine marrow the uh, Pontifex of Beliefs. Now this was one of those unfortunate times when a uh, high profile case, high profile guy really wanted to be in the action, you know, really wanted to be seen as being part of the process. So he kind of weaseled his way in. Um, the uh, The Pontifex of Beliefs is in charge of overseeing the uh, religious customs here in Bleen. We have a, a wide tapestry uh as, as you've probably observed, our, our culture borrows rather heavily from around the world. Uh, appropriate is perhaps the better term, but you get what I'm saying. It means we end up with a whole lot of gods and a whole lot of religions, anything anyone finds to get by, you know? Me, I only worship those sweet, sweet blean bucks. Just love those blean bucks. But others have their own ways. Pontifex of Belief's job is to make sure that uh, all those religions are getting along well and that uh, they're... Uh, all remaining uh, helpful and harmless, you know. We don't want uh, any any major religious uprisings. And believe that really screw with our vibe. So he's quite concerned uh, about the uh, the new religion that has sprung up uh, in your name, Maka. Um, the uh, the Jassians have been spreading uh, their cult propaganda uh, to the uh, deployment centers, which has been part of the reason that a lot of our shipments have been delayed. Uh, There's a, they keep slipping out of the factories and uh, the deployment centers rather than sorting through all the goods that are meant to get shipped out. They're looking for more bodies in the street to bring to uh, the temple of Jossie. They've constructed uh, around your old cabin. It's part of the reason everyone's got such a fucking like hard on for you right now. So if you talk to Vine Marrow, if you can find a way to help him sort that little piece of business out, uh, I know he would be eternally grateful. Plus, if you can show him that uh, you're not the secret leader of this cult, as as people have, have rumored it for some time, that'll go a long way to clearing your name. Um, you can either try, uh, again, the trick to all this is you got to speak to these people first. If you just start fixing things, they're going to take the credit and you'll be fucked. And I'm here. To unfuck you. So that's Wajdi. Uh, we got Phaedrin Cone Snout, concerned citizen, uh, who is uh, quite concerned about the lack of uh, bureaucratic process these days. Uh, we have lost access to the sunken archives, uh, which, again, we uh, we you know we put them underwater. What better place to to hide a bunch of stuff? Uh, But uh, unfortunately, our uh, relationship with the Tritons has uh, fallen apart somewhat, Uh, you know, since the uh, that sweet, sweet flow of those spore based products kind of uh, grew to a trickle. Uh, Seems that what little we have been able to give them has been uh, having some rather unintended consequences uh, to them down there. So they have blocked us off from the archive. Now, if I understand you correctly, uh, Maka, they came to you. When this had already started, right? The curse was already here.
4: Yes, I was approached to visit Orville.
2: Great. So we lost contact with the archive after uh, you died, we assumed. Um, But the order from Umos uh, to you to join this, uh, she would have had to file some paperwork uh, to enlist you into that uh, little sort of diplomatic party. I don't know if they probably didn't get you to sign anything or... Or verbally agree to anything because that's not really their style nor yours i don't think from what i've heard at least um but there will be records there if you can find those records that should give you some indication that uh this wasn't your fault also it'll definitely swing cone snout uh he's very particular from what my uh research has, has shown me he's uh he's just really by the books so if you have paperwork for him he's going to be all yours uh Finally, there's a uh, Darna heave crop. Um, she's a bit of a character uh, in uh, a uh, former client of mine. Uh, we had a bit of a falling out, but still respect her, still respect the game. Um, she has, uh, as I understand it, accrued a, uh, a debt that she would love to pay off. And uh, it seems that she is unable to do so. So, if you're able to clear that that ledger for her. Uh, I think she'd be pretty easily swayed uh, to to your side of things. But uh, from the sounds of uh, the gear you're wearing, there, uh, low voice smells good. I got to assume you're you're what you're some kind of fancy fighter. Would that be fair? Correct. Great. Hearing a lot of leather and buckles, which admittedly kind of works for me. All right, so. You should be able to fit the bill on, on this. Uh, I think you, you might be exactly who Darna needs.
0: All right. So, is there, so that'd be a physical solution to the problem as opposed to some way I could make money fighting to then pay it off, correct? Uh, not that kind of debt, man. Again, you, you, my sources just indicated that it is a
2: very particular debt and one she is completely incapable of paying back. If it was just money, she's got more than enough bleed Bucks. Uh, my guess is uh, she owes someone a favor. And as you know, favors are often much more costly than, than even in. a fistful of blean bucks can get you.
0: God, I love bleen bucks. All right, so I've got my three targets. Maka, knowing that you'll be in here, it sounds like I may need your assistance with either the Jassians or the Titans. Uh, have- sorry, she holds up a hand. and she says,
2: uh, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there uh, because I am such a good lawyer. And she does air quotes around good. Um, it's like, uh, I managed to uh, obtain a, uh, a special writ uh, for our friend Maka here, and actually for uh, one of your, your companions uh, as well. Um, the Blean legal system is very complicated, rather arcane and often very stupid. As a result, uh, since he is my co-counsel, according to paperwork I filed earlier today, Uh, Maka will be able to help investigate his own case. Uh, Now, that said, there is a catch. Obviously, we're a little concerned about people running away. So you will have to drink an incredibly poisonous uh, tincture that will uh, slowly kill you uh, if you fail to return in time. Um, If that's agreeable to you, you're able to assist with the case. But I really cannot stress enough how much you do not want this poison to kick in because it is rough stuff
4: the trial is in two days yes that's correct yes when will the poison kill me uh if
2: it will begin to kill you when you drink it if we do not administer either another uh dose to extend the time or the antidote it will kill you in two days and one hour they're real specific about that they got a whole like hourglass situation going it's incredible Got this down to a fine art. Since you've left, healing arts have really gone to shit, but our arts of death are like still top notch. This is
0: acceptable to me. I have a quick question just about the timeline because I've been confused about these things before. Now, when you say we have two days, do you mean we have tonight, all of tomorrow and that night, all of tomorrow, the next day, then trial? Or is this like we have tonight, tomorrow daytime night, Next time, daytime, then bam, it's trial at like 4 p.m. It's the second one.
2: Yes, it is confusing and often a very convenient way to get around such things. But no, uh, you've got the rest of today, tonight, you got all day tomorrow, uh, and then uh, bright and early, not even 4 p.m., like bright and early, we're we're getting started. We're very efficient in Bleen when we're not all slowly succumbing to a curse that's killing us, you know?
0: Yeah, so we've got to solve that. If, if we're looking at an equal amount of time for each problem, which never works out, but that's what we hope for. One thing tonight, one solved tomorrow daytime, one solved tomorrow night, then Marker gets depoisoned and we send him into the trial.
2: This sounds about right, yes.
0: Excellent. Is there any way we could get the Princess or Ita
2: to be able to assess this? Uh, yes, the writ does allow for uh, one other investigator. In the case of the uh, the Princess uh she will also be forced to uh, drink uh, the poison. Um, Ida, as I understand, is uh, an, a, a guest of the palace. And then like the guards come in and just throw <laughs> her in a, a jail cell and slam it. It's like, OK, uh, I heard slamming. Um, h- hello? Her,
3: her things did not go as initially we expected. Would Even I be s- very unreasonable?
2: Would I be safe to assume that is the orc countant based on the amount of frustration I hear in the voice? That yes, is this, correct.
3: This is mm. Ida. Hello.
2: Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Nice to meet you, Ida. Congratulations. You just got yourself a lawyer. My name's Murdoch Truegood. I'll be representing you along with my seeing eye frog, Dennis. We're going to be your legal team. We're helping out death Deathcap. We're going to help you out too, all right? You just hang tight. You hang tight. This is a huge miscarriage of justice, and I will not stand for
0: it. All right, so I'm thinking if we can only get one other person out. Ida can stay in the cell. Ida can work on trying to solve the mystery of all the paperwork because it is very efficient. And Murdoch, do we have some kind of, shall we say, like lawyer-client confidentiality where you can't tell anyone what we say to you? Oh, oh, uh, yeah, listen,
2: I just need uh, one bleen buck uh, to just confirm the deal here. And uh, you just put it in my pocket and I'm all yours.
0: All right, so awkward moment. How would you feel about uh, a bell or five candles as an equivalent to a buck in, let's say a barter economy? All right. Well, like, what kind
2: of bell were we talking? Is it like a fancy bell?
0: Yeah, it's gold. It's got a little couple of inscriptions on it. You know, it's, it's good for waving around if you're trying to get attention in the crowd.
2: I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. I, I, I can accept that. And you know what? When you get some blean bucks, just... I'll it oh, yeah, back we'll, to you at cost. Trade. Yeah, so yeah, I think great. he'll
0: he'll run down the hallway and, like, get his shit and then come back and give her the bell because he doesn't to be fucking bleaned by. He's just got all this weird course, stuff yeah, in yeah, his no, backpack. Yeah. Uh, he's like, great. Okay, yes.
2: Now I, I 100% work for you. Uh,
3: do you. Do you also need money from me?
2: Uh, honestly, it's I, fine. I just needed it so that I can tick the box and sleep at night. Uh, realistically, I'm going to give you some shady advice. I've just told you to go bribe three jurors. Like, come on.
0: That's come on. true. So I'm thinking we oh. should take...
3: oh.
2: Yeah, we're getting you unfucked. Oh. Don't worry about it. I'm a great lawyer.
3: This works much differently than in the Empire of Numbers.
2: Look, uh, you know, I would have told you it's because it actually works here, but uh, all of our trade lines are falling apart. Our allies hate us, and apparently we're cursed. So, you know what? It does work better in the Empire. You're absolutely correct. Duncan, I cut they, you off twice. I'm so uh, sorry.
3: Uh, but, uh, sorry, have the leaders uh, reconsidered overhauling their judicial system?
0: All right, you know what, Ita? Could you just do the research on the paper? Because I'll leave you with the lawyer when we're done. But all I'm going to say to Please you don't. is, generally speaking, you should talk to no one, and the lawyer should be the one to talk to everyone for you. I agree wholeheartedly. So does Dennis. That makes three to one uh, vote passes. Uh, Democracy works. Uh, yes, so absolutely. what I was going to say is, I think we should take the princess as the other member of the party because, A, Eita's going to get us all thrown back in jail, uh, apparently. Yes. And, B... Uh, She's a haunted suit of armor, so I don't think poison will hurt her. So they could pour it over her, but then if she's got to run, she'll be okay. Oh, yeah. No, they're going to have to watch her drink uh, the potion
2: in the... Like, she's going to have to stand in front of the court and do it. If she can't do that, um, we have had instances of... Uh, there was a, a very notable trial of uh, one of the demon knights from uh, from uh, Fortress Sprongbrek who, you know, had heard... He, he was big into the orgy rooms back in his place. He thought there was one here. It wasn't. It was just a closet. He really fucked up. Um, we have the ability to uh, to plant a rune on on her armor that will uh, uh, just paralyze her in the, in, in the armor in the case that uh, it'll have the same effect as the poison, but we'll just lock the armor up. So what we used on the demon knight guy stopped him from getting into all sorts of shit. So same deal. No one needs to know there's no one in the armor. We'll just say she's like really attached to it. You know, does that work? That works for me if it works for you. All right,
0: so... Excuse me. What a frog sound. I've never heard a frog sound like that before. I like it, though. Frogs seem frog, strong. The, Ripley, the hey. frogs
3: sound different here than they do in the Empire of Numbers. Is this normal?
0: I assume so, Ita. It, it, no one else seems weirded out by it. He looks at Marco who's sitting there still deadpan. <laughs> and, then, and the lawyer hasn't reacted. So, I guess... Do we head out? Should we just do this poison thing? What are we got to do here? Um, yeah, if uh, if you do want to go this route,
2: um, she'll just arrange that to happen. We don't need to play that scene out. Um, but um, yeah, if uh, if you're good to go on that, um, she'll uh, kind of get the, the party assembled. Um, and uh, uh, Gwendolyn, you're you're happy to be reunited with your friends and to be out of your gilded cage. Less happy to be immediately uh, branded with a with a rune um, that you can actually feel um, when they stamp mm. it against the the armor. Um, it's a, it's an oddly uh, intimate and somewhat physical sensation that you're not used to because the mm. the effect of this magical binding rune is strong enough to um, hit your uh, your essence as well as the armor. Um, sure. So you are are very much as vulnerable to this as as others. Uh, Maka, for you, it's just glug glug, <laughs> spit out the cork. Who cares? Um, but happily, the party's back together, and you can set out on uh, your your journey to attempt to influence the jurors. Duncan, you're you seem to be um, kind of driving the boat. Who do you go to first?
1: This episode of Curse, Coden & Crown sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hempstra and the campaign was created by Tom McGee! Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse, Code & Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers! If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at elhamstring, Ryan at THERyanLeBlant, Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGee TD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So
0: please join us again for more Curse Code and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, the Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic. Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Great Dane, Acrix, Cameron Ezell and Gillian Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com/dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
4: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.